Hello, welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 41, Spring Renewal. You can find my website at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Or you can go to any of your favorite podcast locations to listen to Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Podbean, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can pick any of those to listen to this podcast. Go to my website, learn a little bit about me, Elise some blogs on there, and some fun pictures. So let's begin with Spring Renewal. This podcast evolved out of COVID-19. Just a stay-at-home mom who used to be a therapist with some journalism experience, deciding it's time to share my wisdom, my knowledge, my expertise, and just what everybody I feel might be going through during a worldwide pandemic. So I took my therapeutic skills and my journalism skills and created this podcast. I cover all different types of topics. Sometimes it can just be something that I experience that I want to share with you. It can be coping skills, leisure skills, ways to reduce your anxiety, ways to lift your mood, or just maybe spark something in you to try something new, to want to move forward, to be creative. So listen to my podcast. It's episode 41. There's 40 other episodes besides this one you can listen to. You can start back way in the beginning, or you can start just from here. Take some time for yourself and enjoy this podcast on Spring Renewal. Spring adds new life and new beauty to all that it is. Jessica Harrelson. So we have all our different seasons that create all different types of feelings and experiences. And some seasons we attach or connect with by certain holidays or the weather or what we do during that time of year, such as summer. Do we travel? Do we go and visit family? Do we explore? So the seasons can mean a lot to people. And I like to focus on the seasons as a new season is kind of rushed into all of us because by no choice, the seasons change. That's part of our beautiful planet Earth. And what do the seasons mean? The seasons can actually be used as a coping skill. I talk a lot about coping skills because we all need to cope. We're all faced with different mountains to climb or hills to run over to get through certain experiences. So to have our war chest of coping skills right there that we know work for us because the reality is not all coping skills work for each of us because we're so unique individually. And what works for me might not work for you. Or you might take a coping skill that I talk about and tweak it a little bit to make it fit like a glove for you. So we're in spring. We've just came through Easter and Passover. A renewal with Passover and a rebirth with Easter. And as soon as those two holidays pass, It's spring is in the air. 
We know that the weather becomes warmer. We see spring showers, bring May flowers. We feel different. Do you notice a chemical reaction that might take place in your body, your moods, when different seasons come along? Do you feel more down or sad if you live in a winter location where there's lots of snow and it's very cold and you have to stay indoors more than often? Being outside is just too cold, too frigid, so the indoors are where you spend most of your time, your leisure time, your work time? Or do you feel that winter is a time because you would attach it to the holidays and to Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and that time of year excites you? Do you dread summer because it's bathing suit time and it's a gives you a little bit of a time where you start to think about your body image a little bit because it's summertime and there goes the bathing suit. Did I put a little weight on during the holiday season? These are things that come with the different seasons. Have you ever thought about that before? I know I have. I'm definitely affected by the seasons. So we're coming into spring. When I think of spring, immediately I think of pastel colors, which are attached to Easter with the Easter eggs and the pinks and the greens and the light blues. And they just represent to me the colors of flowers blooming. All the leaves fell off the tree, even in South Florida where I am. Lots of the leaves fall off the tree because we do have some cold days. And now the flowers are beginning to bloom and along come with that comes with that if you suffer from allergies you get allergies so there's a physical thing that happens to us with spring and pollen and things blooming but our world becomes more colorful with spring with the colors of the flowers blooming with being able to go outside more now, spring can mean different things to a lot of us. For some people who suffer from social anxiety, winter is their favorite time of year because they do stand more and it gives them ex an excuse not to socialize. But as time moves on and spring comes, they start to feel their social anxiety coming to the surface again because they know that they're gonna be outside more and they know they're going to be socializing more. So their social anxiety increases. For those that suffer from depression, the winter time gives them an excuse to stay inside, to isolate. But as spring comes out and your friends and your family are going outside and they're asking you to come to more things, it's forcing you to look at and deal with the depression. Have you ever thought about that? How seasons affect if you have certain mental health issues? Some people have what they call seasonal depression, that only certain times of the year they fall into that depressive state. 
If you've ever felt depression, but it comes in waves, look at it. Is it only during certain times of the year? Let's say winter time. Or if you have social anxiety and you start to isolate yourself from people and you start to feel more depressed in the spring or the summer. Start to evaluate yourself if you do feel depressed sometimes, but not all the time. And you've kind of questioned yourself. Why, if I suffer from depression, why isn't it all the time? Especially if you're not on any medication for it. Start to notice the trends. Jot down the trends. Because there is something called seasonal depression. And that may be why certain times of the year you feel more depressed and suffer from more of the areas that depression are noted, such as sleeping more and isolating more, lack of energy. And then when a new season comes, you start to feel renewed and energized. You could suffer from seasonal depression. Seasonal, the seasons, they affect us. They can change our moods. So what I'd like to do is, I want you to think about spring a little bit. Now, depending on where you live, obviously spring may not be rushing in as quick as it does here in South Florida or Georgia or the, any of the southern states or California in the west, but spring is starting to bloom. And I want you to start to think about what the idea of spring means to you. Is it exciting? Does it mean all these different things that you can do and go outside and experience? Now, here's the little glitch in that. There's COVID-19. So this spring versus last spring, because last spring we were all kind of just trying to get a grip on what COVID-19 even was. And really, most of us were in denial on how long it was going to last. Oh, it's just going to be a month. Or, okay, I, don't ha I can't go to the store right now, but in a month things will change and we'll get back to normal. And slowly we realized things weren't getting back to normal. So now we're here a year later in spring and everything's opening up and we go outside. But there's COVID. So we still have those restrictions, the six feet of social distancing, the wearing of the mask. Well, as things get warmer, wearing that mask can be a little bit cumbersome, especially here where I live, because honestly, it's already hot and you start to sweat under that mask. And so it makes it me think, do I want to go outside? Do I want to go to a certain place? Because I know I'm going to get hot and uncomfortable under that mask. So now I have another thing that affects what and where I'm going to do this spring. Because I wanna go outside because it's beautiful out, but now I have to cope with and decide where I'm gonna do, where I'm gonna go, what I'm gonna do, and how long can I last under that mask. Life is evolving and ever-changing. And to live your best life, you need to learn how to cope. And these are things that come like COVID and wearing this mask and so excited for spring, but I have to social distance, but 
I have to wear a mask when I'm with my friends who haven't been vaccinated yet. So we have to learn how to cope. What I'd like you to do with spring, because spring is renewal. Spring is rebirth of yourself, of coming out of your shell from the winter. And whatever that may be, if you've gained weight or, you know, you just haven't gotten your hair done or things like that because you weren't seeing people as much, well, okay, maybe now it's time to think about, I'm going to take a little bit better care of myself. I'm going to be outside more. I'm going to see people more. So in spring renewal, rebirth, renewal, I'd like you to think about things that you'd like to let go of. Why am I saying that? Well, because it's renewal. We hang on to things. Things that can be toxic. Things that can create negative energy for ourselves. Things that hold us back or hold us down. And because the idea of spring is to renew, not just outside with the trees blooming and the air becoming warmer, but renewing with inside yourself. I talk about a lot about getting to know yourself. This is a stage to get to know yourself. We've all changed so much with this pandemic. And you can't tell me that you know yourself. Because each day brings something new and different. The news changes. Things are go- cases are going down. Before you know it, it's spring break and all the kids are out there partying. And I live in Florida where they all came, South Florida. And now our cases were up to 3,200 yesterday. So it's a constant changing thing. And so we have to learn how to renew ourselves, but yet deal with the new changes. And in that is getting to know yourself a little bit better. And are you coping or aren't you coping? And what's holding you down? So let's start with the things that I want you to focus on. In this renewal, we have to let go of the negative, the things that hold us back so that we can move forward, spring forward. Here's some things I'd like you to think about. Negative talk. Do you tell yourself negative things about yourself? Why didn't you handle the situation correctly? Why didn't you express yourself correctly to someone else? Why do I gain weight so much? Why do I overeat? Why do I smoke? Why am I just unhappy? I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I'm bored. I don't do enough for myself. I feel like nothing. I should be doing more. I don't do enough for others. What are those thoughts that you tell yourself? Those negative talk thoughts. If you're saying right now, I don't have any negative thoughts, I call bull on that. We all do. We all put ourselves down internally. If you can't think about it offhand, sit with some paper and pen. Yeah, paper and pen. Not just going and jotting it down on your phone. And 
as you think of a negative thought that you self-talk to yourself, write it down. Or if you're out and you notice you negative talk, then jot it down on your phone. Start to be aware of those negative messages we send ourselves internally so that you can spring away from them, move away from them. Notice when it happens and counterbalance it with a positive thought about yourself. Every time you have a negative thought, negative talk, say something in your head positive to yourself. And that will slowly create a rhythm within yourself. And you will notice that you'll be letting go of some of that negative self-talk or any type of negative thoughts. Okay, so now think about your physical space. What's it like? Is it neat? Is it messy? Is it disorganized? Remember, what your environment is like affects your emotional state. You might not realize it. I always say messy surroundings, messy mind. Why do I say that? Because when I let things get disorganized in my life, it's because I'm feeling disorganized. I'm so overwhelmed with what is going on in my world that it's happening externally around me. The laundry is piling up. I haven't dusted. I haven't cleaned the toilets. Have you ever noticed that in yourself? Or you just let the mail pile up on the kitchen table because you don't feel like going through it because you're so overwhelmed at the end of the day. This is how our environment can affect us emotionally. So if you're one of those people who your environment's messy because you've got all those messy thoughts going on and all that overwhelming tasks to do, clean up, straighten up. You'll feel accomplished after you do it, which is always an energy booster and an endorphin booster. You'll have exercise by cleaning up. And when your environment is neat and not messy, your mind is not messy. And then it helps you to work on all that overwhelming things that are going on in your brain. Now that you don't have to worry about your environment, that it feels clean and you feel accomplished, you can start to tackle those things that you've been keeping inside that you know you have to work through. And if you're one of those people who are overly neat and you're stressed out about how being neat you need to be, take a break. If you clean every week, clean every other week. Give yourself a break from that obsessiveness of being so neat. Our environment the way we handle our environment, especially in our homes, or at your desk where you work, or your office where you work, affects our productivity, affects us emotionally, affects our mental health. Do you have any nasty bad habits that you've been wanting to get rid of? Or you know it's a bad habit and it kind of holds you back a little bit? An example, I'm lazy, I don't work out, I don't want to do anything, I'd rather just sit on the couch. That's a bad habit 
because our bodies need to move. Our bodies need to be physical. It needs the blood pumping and the blood moving. That's why people who sit still too long, they start to retain water in their bodies. Their ankles may get swollen because our body's meant to move. That's a bad habit to not want to get up and move. I'm not saying exercise. The walking is also exercise. But take a leisurely walk. Get out of that bad habit. What are your bad habits? If it's smoking and you want to be healthier, well, it's time to be jump into spring and renew and start to stop smoking. If you have any type of addictions, now's the time to think about how can I start to cope? How can I start to move past and work through my addictions? First step would be acknowledging that you have an addiction. And then to move forward, to spring forward, is what is the next step after you've identified that you have an addiction. Now, addictions can be opioid addiction to food addiction, to shopping addiction, to cyber addiction. There are many addictions. Many people sit in front of their computers for hours, not doing work, but whatever they're doing online. It's, it's healthy to a point, but if it consumes your daily schedule, then it's a bad habit. And you have to have balance in your life. Nobody's saying get rid of that habit if it's something like watching TV too much or sitting on the couch too much. But if it's something like an addiction to opioids or food or pornography, whatever it may be, first is to acknowledge, second is to get help, and then you're moving forward. Acknowledging you need help. Could be a bad habit of just biting your nails and you want to stop. You still have to learn how to cope because biting the nails is an anxiety thing. So what are you going to do to counterbalance the anxiety of biting your nails? Where are you going to put that anxiety? What are you going to do when that stops, starts happening? You have to start to think ahead to move forward. And that's where your coping skills come in. Now, I can give you a slew of coping skills. But again, remember I said you need to think about what works for you. And if you don't know what works for you, now's the time to dabble in different things to see what does work for you. One of the last things I'm going to talk about as far as renewal and letting go of old things is toxic relationships and drama. I know a lot of you have toxic relationships that cause a lot of drama in your life, be it your family, be it your, your um, people you work with, be it your friends, be it very old, old friends who are like family, roommates, 
people that you're around that are a part of your life but are toxic. What's toxic mean? It doesn't mean you don't love them. doesn't mean you don't care about them. But unfortunately, be it their personality or what they may be going through, that they just can't work through themselves. And it's almost like poison in your life. And it's making you feel sick. It's making you toxic. Is anybody relating to this? Does anybody have these relationships in their lives that are toxic? Toxic makes you sick. Having toxic people in your life makes you sick. Makes you not able to cope. Makes you dysfunctional. It's very hard to let go of toxic people because we have a connection to them. We don't want to hurt their feelings. It doesn't mean they're bad people, but they got a lot of shit going on and they're putting that shit on you. And for you to move forward in your spring renewal, you know you need to let go. Or you know that at least you need to put some space in between yourselves. Letting go of people is very difficult. I would say for me personally, one of the biggest skills that I've learned from my 20s to now is letting go of toxic people. Being a therapist, I feel like I want to help everybody. And sometimes I'll meet somebody that I may not realize it, but I sense it as kind of like a wounded bird, and I befriend them. And then the toxicity comes out, and they become so overwhelming. I had a very old friend. Here's an example. Old was a friend from high school. We had a little bit of a falling out in college, but we came back together. And she had a dysfunctional background, but I loved her. I went to high school with her. I graduated high school with her. We would visit each other in college. We talked on the phone all the time. When I got divorced, I went and visited her and spent some time with her. As time went on, her life became more difficult. She had some tragedies in her life. And I was very understanding. And I was that go-to friend. And I would talk to her every day on the phone. But I noticed something happening inside of me. She was that energy vampire that I talked about last week in episode 40. Somebody who was sucking the life out of me. But I loved her and I cared about her. She was like family to me. So I really tried. I tried every way possible it got to the point where she would call me so many times a day and keep me on the phone so many hours that I wasn't spending time with my own kids because I felt like she needed me. And then I started to realize how her negativity was affecting me emotionally. And I tried to work through it with her and I tried to explain it to her and I tried to put a little space between us. 
but she didn't want to allow that space and would get mad at me if I didn't call her back for a day or two. And I won't get into the gory details of it, but as time went on, I realized I had to outweigh in my mind what was more important. Keeping this long-term friendship that was extremely toxic to me. I wasn't toxic to her. I was her own personal therapist. But it was toxic to me. And because it wasn't a patient of mine, it was a friend that I loved, it becomes a whole different experience. And so with a heavy heart and very, very difficult thought put into it, I asked for space and told her why I needed space. She had hurt my feelings and that kind of set me into motion for all that I had done with her and she hadn't been there for me. I asked for space. Guess what? She didn't want to give me that space. She was very demanding about it and I had to let go of that friendship that friendship from childhood. I still think about her to this day. I'm talking to you about her. I still have a little hurt in my heart over it, but I had to acknowledge that her friendship wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my health. Do you have relationships like that in your life? It's really hard to say, I need to let go for me to be renewed for me to move forward. Part of that is getting to know yourself like we talked earlier of what you need and what you don't need. And sometimes what you don't need is toxic people. It can be family too. And that's even harder when it's family, when it's your blood. But if they're toxic, what is the benefit of the relationship? That's what you have to ask yourself. Okay. So now we've talked about things we need to let go of, things we need to change in our life, things that are bad habits and negative thoughts and maybe addictions and how we need to start to take that one step forward. So let's talk about some positive things that you can do in your life, some coping skills so that you can move forward. Well, here's the obvious, your physical health. Decide on one new thing that you're going to do this spring, 2021, pandemic or no pandemic. What are you going to do physically for yourself? Maybe you've always wanted to ride a bike. Go buy a bike. If you're not sure that you want to do that, go to a park where they rent bikes. See if you really enjoy it. I want you to set a goal for yourself that's something physically new you're going to do. Not something you've done or do right now, but something new. Even if you are someone who takes care of your physical health, pick something new to do. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter to me as long as it's something new to you. How about being more grateful? Instead of those negative thoughts, that negative self-talk, think about what you're grateful for this spring. What is the beauty in your life? And if you're finding it really hard to find out what you're grateful for, then start to create something that you're grateful for. 
it's all about what we put into it. Remember that. It's, it takes energy. It, it takes effort. Things just don't happen. We have to put the effort into it. So opposite of toxic relationships is positive relationships. Flourish in your positive relationships. Think of that person who puts a smile on your face and say, hey, do you want to go get a cup of coffee outside? Because you know that that person has a positive effect on you. I have this one friend. She's very unique and different and separate from all my other friends. Uh, what I mean by that is she's just very different from them. We have a different connection. And no matter when I'm with her, she puts a smile on my face. I'll just text her if I'm feeling a little eh. And just texting back and forth about something obligatory, it doesn't matter, puts a smile on my face. So think about those positive relationships in your life and start to invest your time in those this spring. Family members, friends, coworkers, the people that make you feel good. And be, think about what you're doing in your life. It's very hard to stop and take some time and just think. I mean, not, not thinking about work, not thinking about your family, not thinking about your friends, not thinking about cleaning your house or the chores you have to do. But thinking about you. One way for me personally that I've had some major growth, and it kind of just happened organically, is I really do think a lot. I've noticed. I never used to be such a thinker. I just kind of went with, go with the flow kind of attitude. But I've noticed with the pandemic and having so much alone time or not being able to go out to the places I used to, that I'm thinking a lot more and I'm analyzing a lot more with myself. And it's creating organically new ideas and new thoughts and, and new things that I want to do with my life. By just being in a mindset to think about who I am, what I want to do, and what I want to be, and where do I want to go in this springtime? So another thing, and as a recreational therapist, I like to recommend is being creative. A lot gets lost with people on how much an effect being creative can have on you. It's an anxiety releaser. It's a stress releaser. It's, it's a form of coping. It's a way to get out your emotions. Being creative. Singing. I was feeling kind of blue the other day and I was outside and I just picked a type of music on Spotify and I started singing quietly. Then I started singing loudly outside where I live on a lake so your voices <laughs> travel. And at first I'm like, oh my God, I know these people can hear me singing. I didn't care because I noticed as I was singing this release, this creative energy coming out of me singing words to a song that I love. It was an old song and it just made me feel light. And it was a creative way to express myself through song and words.
Here's another example that happened organically in my life recently. I'm moving and we're painting. And you know how when you're going to paint, you buy the samples and you put them on the wall? So we pick different colors and my family's watching me. And I have, which I'm so excited, I'm going to have a room which is going to be my podcast room. And so I was looking for blue because blue is known to be peaceful and calming and because my podcast is wide open spaces with Elise, it reminds me of the sky and the wide open world. And so I'm putting this blue on the wall and my family's watching me. And then I begin to paint my name on the wall. And their mouths are kind of like on the floor because it was like doing graffiti on the wall. And, you know, people just don't paint on walls words and such. And they kind of thought it was cool. And I got to tell you, it felt damn good to paint my name on this wall. Well, then we all started going around, everybody in their different rooms, and painting words on the, room, on the walls in the room. My youngest, who's 16, is obsessed with the movie Dirty Dancing. And she wrote on the wall, nobody puts baby in the corner. She was laughing. She was being creative. We all were smiling because we were expressing ourselves creatively. Now, you can't just go paint walls everywhere. That's graffiti. It's illegal, but it's our own house and we were allowed to. And I kind of just went with the moment. I was being creative in the moment. And it felt so good and opening and natural. So sometimes your creative being can just come out spontaneously. I didn't plan to do that. It was just a spontaneous thought that had a domino effect throughout the family. And we all said afterwards, God, that felt good. It just felt good. Painted go gators on the wall. So start to get those creative juices flowing for spring. Maybe you want to go paint the walls in your house a more uplifting color or just one room or just one wall in your room. Painting is an inexpensive way to express yourself or buy canvases to paint on. Do a puzzle. Think of ways to be creative. Write poetry. You don't have to be a poet to write poetry, but you're getting your feelings down on paper. You're releasing, you're being creative, and through that activity, you're growing. You're growing in spring. You're growing yourself. Because ultimately, we all want to grow, just like those beautiful flowers in spring. We want to grow up and be vibrant and be happy. Yes, there will always be things that will bring us down, that will be that brick wall that stops us or that mountain we have to climb. But we have to learn how to cope on a daily basis. So I want you to use the idea of spring, of that rebirth and that renewal to take stock in yourself and identify ways that you can move forward and grow and the things that you need to let go of or the things that you identify as a problem, an addiction, that it's time to work on it. It's time to get healthy. Whatever issue you may be dealing with, Take this time in spring, even during this crappy pandemic, 
take time to be reborn, to grow, to have a new beginning. Spring is nature's way of saying, let's party. Spring is nature's way of saying, let's party. Robin Williams. Now, I thought that was poignant. Spring is a way of saying, nature's way of saying, let's party. Because it is. It's almost like how you walk into a room where there, it's, it's the wedding reception and you have that wow moment because it's so beautiful. That's how it is coming out of winter with spring and walking and experiencing outside. And it's like, wow. I thought it was poignant because it was from Robin Williams who did kill himself through suicide. He had Parkinson's disease and he couldn't live with the fact of the way he was changing. And he used suicide as a way out. Yet he had such beautiful words because he was struggling. He had a disease that was taking over himself that he couldn't deal with. I want to prevent you from ever being in a situation where you feel that down and that sad. And that's why I want you to take this and grab it and jump into spring and jump into that new beginning. Rebirth. Renew. Don't ever get to that point where you feel so hopeless and helpless. The power's within you. Remember, you're getting to know yourself. You're getting to know you. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Thank you for joining me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. And go out there and explore all the wide open spaces in your world. It's spring. Rejoice. Enjoy. Take a deep breath in and smell that green grass that's growing after winter. So vibrant, so green, the smell of fresh-cut grass. Enjoy the outside. Explore your wide-open spaces. And until next week, my friends, ciao.